What's up, guys? This is 405 Sessions. I am Garrett. I'm Dustin. And we're just hanging out with you here at the 405. We're going to be talking today on our new podcast about a couple of different things. We'll go over the docket for the day. We're going to be looking at we will be intentional. How can we continue to be intentional in our faith even though we're stuck at home? We're going to look at social media. We're going to do daily devos. Dustin's going to bring that today. We're going to do a little bit of Facebook frenzy. Try to post a question once a week and let you guys answer that and talk about it here on the podcast. We're also going to talk about current events, and we'll leave you with a question and answer time um, at the end. So we'll have a number that you can text anytime during the podcast, 405-378-9382. You text that number if you have questions. We'll be happy to try to answer those for you maybe on an upcoming podcast. All right, Dustin. So, uh, man, share with us a little bit just about We Will Be Intentional. I know that it's hard with, with the current climate of the world we're in, but how can we try to be intentional in this season? Yeah, I think, you know, as I've been going through these social media things and looking at that, um, we've been seeing how we can be intentional with our daily rhythms of life and and really just what we can be doing. One thing that I've implemented, I kind of took this from Jen Lewis and the Lewis family, but you know, being intentional with my neighbors of how I can serve them, how I can be more intentional with them, whether that's just letting them know that I'm praying for them. Um, But I think that one of the biggest thing that we have to realize is we have to get creative during this time because um, one of the people on Facebook said, you know, this isn't a storm. This is going to be a season of life that we're in for a while. And so we really have to be creative not to um, just sit back and relax during this time, but to continue to to claim that phrase of we will. And we have to be um, really conscious about how we do the idea of we will. What can we do? whether it's on social media, whether it's with our neighbors, our family, and whatever that looks like. Yeah, man, that, that's good. You know, uh, for those of you who maybe have not heard um, anything about We Will, We Will is is pretty much um, a challenge to be intentional with 405 uh, people having intentional gospel conversations. And uh, when we talk through this through a sermon series that we haven't been able to finish yet, uh, we one of the things that we really looked at was this idea that you cannot lead someone where you're not at. And so, you know, it's so hard in the world that we live in. You know, normally we have so many excuses as to being busy and too many sports and too many activities. Um, but, man, it kind of seems like God has eliminated all those things. Yeah, I mean, the busyness of life has definitely taking a back seat right now. And, I, and even for me, like, school slowed down, work slowed down. And so it's just created this natural time to be with the Lord and to really rest and reflect on my relationship with the Lord and, you know, what has He done in my life and what is my natural outflow of that, um, you know. Just there is no excuses anymore. There's there's this freedom to be in the Lord now that that for so many years and so many times as as we've went through, we've always had these excuses like Garrett talked about sports, school, family, friends, relationships. Well, those all have taken a back seat now because we're quarantined to our home. And so now it's it's prime time to be with the Lord. Yeah, and you know, it's I think one of the things that's important to remember is that guilt is not a good motivator. And so, you know, you, you may feel guilty about, you know, still finding excuses to not be in the word daily, which is why we wanted to have things like this podcast that we can encourage you with some daily devos and uh, and and even talking a little bit through the method that we use 
um, which is inductive Bible study, and we use the OIA method, observation, interpretation, application. Before we dive into that, let's just talk for a second, Dustin, kind of about social media. You, you mentioned neighbors and, and ministering to them, of course, at a, at a safe distance, six-foot okay. oh, six yeah. distance, um, but also kind of on social media. One of the things I think that's been really interesting is to see people use their natural gifts um, and talents and, and even spiritual gifts um, to kind of minister to people online, whether that's putting out custom art that they're making or, or singing or playing an instrument, maybe doing a, a Bible study, maybe doing their own podcast. Um, so, you know, what, what are some, what are some other methods that they might use on, on social media or, or outlets of social media that they could use to, to be intentional with the gospel? Yeah. And so one thing that I've been doing this past week was just trying to create social media to be more of a positive um, frame for people a lot of times on social media, you'll come and you'll see people bringing all the negativity. And so I just posed a couple questions this last week of how has God been faithful to you? And then how can we be intentional in our gospel conversations? And so a couple people, um, they, they commented and said some really good things. Clayton Freeman had said, you know, using social media to post a daily verse, um, pursue discipleship relationships via Zoom and things like that. But I think he touched on a very important aspect of it, and he, he said setting time limits. I think a lot of times in our, in our social media, we have great intentions whenever we get on social media, but a lot of times they take over and we quickly find ourselves going down a deep, dark hole of where we're an hour into Facebook videos watching people make ramen noodles, right, Garrett? My bad, my bad. <laughs> But yeah, so I think social media, posting things that are encouraging to you, um, engaging with people that you might not regularly engage with via comments and things like that. Um, but I think also uh, Maxine Wade, she posted on one of my posts, but she said making videos of your your testimony that you can mm -hmm. share. You know, Maybe that's something that you make like a hashtag, um, my testimony or something like that. And you just record your testimony and put it out there so people can be encouraged. One thing that I was really encouraged with this last week was in the, in the post about faithfulness of God, someone posted on there and just said, man, I really needed that today. And so the real idea here is who is it that's looking at your post that is going to be encouraged by what you're saying about what the Lord has been doing in your life or someone else's life? Yeah, man, you, you talked on a, you kind of hit on a, a topic I think is really important. You know, this idea of sharing your testimony. And one of the things we talk about, we will, and being intentional with people with the gospel is that, you know, they, they don't, oftentimes people don't want to be argued with. They want to just hear the transformation of what Christ has done in your life. And so being able to share that, you know, everyone has a cell phone. You have a forward-facing camera. I know that because I see all your duck face selfies on Instagram or Snapchat. And so you guys can can make a quick video. It doesn't have to be long sharing the three elements of your testimony. Who was I before Christ? Who is Christ? How did I come to know Christ and experience salvation through him? And then now, how am I different? And I think being able to share that, you know, through each of those outlets on social media uh, can be in, in incredibly important. And so we're going to kind of transition into a time of daily devos. We want to encourage you with with the word and also kind of talk through a scripture each week. Um, and and as the weeks go on, we'll really dive into the inductive Bible study method. But I'm going to let Dustin read to you what he read this morning, and then we'll talk a little bit about that for a minute. 
Yeah, so this morning I was in John chapter 6. I've been going through John with my middle school guys Bible study. And we are reading chapter 6, verse 60 through um, 71. But just for the sake of time today, I'm going to read 66. Um, and it's talking about Peter and his encounter with um, Jesus. Um, but it's, starting in verse 66, it says, After this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. Talking about the disciples with Jesus. In verse 67, it says, So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed, and you have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, did I not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? He spoke of Jesus, the son of the son of Simon Iscariot, for he is, for he one of the twelve was going to betray him. And so I think one thing that I really um, saw here in this verse was really what we are claiming today. Um, you know, when we aren't being led each Sunday or Wednesday by our, in a in a gathering in a church building. Will we still have that same response that Simon had to Jesus whenever he said, where will you go? Will our response be, where else would we go, Lord? Like you have the words of eternal life. And so we look to you because you are the, the solid rock. You never change. One thing that I've seen in this time is we don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what yesterday was going to be like. And we don't know what our future has in store but God is never changing. And, and, you know, the more that we look to Jesus, the more that we align ourselves with his will. And I think, you know, we we uh, we know that Simon is go he fails and we're going to fail in our daily life of turning to different things. But but resonating with that phrase of Peter is saying, where will we go, Lord? You are the Holy One, and because you are God, because you are Jesus, we want to be with you, and that's going to be our driving factor in what we're doing. That, that's so good. You know, I, to me, the idea of, of this question being posed of, of where else would we go, that has to come from a place of someone who's experienced salvation, you know, because someone who's experienced salvation understands the fullness of sin, understands the fullness of of the depravity of the world and and knows that there's no other place that they can turn. They they have to turn to Christ, which is which is why they experience salvation. They realize they couldn't do it on their own. But that doesn't mean we're not going to fail. You know, you, you mentioned the idea of Simon Peter and 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 him failing, you know, and I think one of the most beautiful, you know, things about the story of, of Peter's denial of Jesus is that Jesus says the rooster is going to going to crow three times, and I'm reminded of of the importance of why the rooster would crow three times. Whenever you know Jesus comes back to Peter after he's denied him and he asks him three times, "Do you love me?" and Peter said, "Of course, Lord, I love you." And Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." And I think that the rooster is prominent because the rooster crows every morning, and so every morning we have to be reminded there's nowhere else that we can turn that we have turned our backs on the Lord because of our sin, but he saved us anyway, and he sent us, and he's called us to live differently. And, and I think every morning that Peter woke up, he, he never forgot that rooster crowing, and, and that's why he was able to answer the question by saying, where else would I turn? There, there is no other way of life. We have to turn to Christ. And so, uh, and we praise God for his word, and, and hope that that can be of an encouragement to you this morning. Again, 
guilt is not a good motivator, um, but but love is. And and because of our love for the Lord, because of the Lord's ultimately the, the Lord's love for us, we should be motivated to be in right relationship with Him and growing with Him on on a daily basis. And so Dustin kind of hit on um, some of the Facebook frenzy earlier, but we put out a question uh, through through Dustin's social media page. And the question is, in what ways do you think you can advance the gospel during our time of social distancing? And so Dustin got quite a few um, hits on that, comments on that. He's already mentioned some of them, but Dustin, what are some of the other comments that, that you were given on that Facebook frenzy? Yeah, I think they can be super simple and then some of them can be super complex. But, you know, starting with Paul Taylor, he said, just talking to people around him, he said, you know, I share with people, is your hope, is, are you, are you in living in fear of the coronavirus or are you in fear of um, God's judgment and things like that? Um, and then he said, you know, at the very end, we're afraid to talk to people right now because of the coronavirus. But then he said, for, for us, for us, um, he said, for, for to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so are we really are we really believing that today? Are we are we using the coronavirus as a cop out to not talk to people anymore? Because there's there's ways we can talk to people whether it's through text, through social media, through FaceTime, Zoom meetings, like there's endless opportunities through technology to talk to people and, and even like a phone call. Right, right. <laughs> Which is so funny because we would rather text or, you know, something like that. But, man, how powerful can just conversations through phone call or, or face-to-face through Zoom meetings and, and video conferencing um, that, that enable you to be able to communicate with other people. Yeah. And then I think another uh, large aspect is, you know, you might be like me and you might not grow up in a – you not might not be in a Christian household – one thing that I found really beneficial lately is just turning on Facebook Live for our services and just watching it with my family because, I mean, they're not going to tell me no that I can't watch church. It's hard for me to get them to come to church with me, but whenever I can set up church in my living room on the TV, then they're forced to watch it with me, and it and it allows me to have natural conversations with my family. Um, you know, Derek Lamb, he talked about um, Facebook, I mean, family worship times, talking through a, a devotion each night with his family. And I think those are really practical ways of, you know, if you're an older brother or sister, try to have a conversation with your younger siblings. Um, you know, how can you begin to put the gospel into practical daily um, implications for our lives um, via using conversations with other people? Yeah, and, and I think even discipleship, you know, we, we believe, and we always say here, that discipleship begins at home and, and that Dust and I are ultimately not the primary disciplers of you and, and of, your, of your families. We shouldn't be. Your parents should be. And so a way to even hold them accountable and have intentional gospel conversations if they call themselves Christians is to encourage them to begin the process of discipling you and, and, and having Bible study together. Maybe, maybe you've been discipled and maybe now you need to begin to disciple one of your siblings. Uh, but realizing that there's a mission field even in your home uh, when you're trying to social distance, but you're you're stuck in a in a confined space with people that you're going to be around. Um, it's going to be easy to lose your cool. It's going to be easy to lose patience and get frustrated. But but for such a time as this, the Lord has given you that mission field for you to be able to be on. Yeah. Um, and so we'll we'll post a question from Facebook uh, on Facebook each week after this podcast and let you guys. Uh, give comments. You may get a shout out on the 405 Sessions podcast. 
But we're going to dive into some a little bit of lighter uh, items. We'll kind of deal with some current events and talk through um, some different things. And so the first thing, let's talk about uh, Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. Dude, I cannot believe Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. I figured he would – I figured all this was going to blow over. He was going to stay in New England. Um, but I think what's really going to be interesting is what happens to Bill Belichick next. Um, will he retire after this year? Or is he going to try to – go forward with some Joe Blow quarterback? Or are they going to try to pick someone up in the draft? Like the So you don't think that that Belichick is the one that got rid of Brady? I don't know. I've heard it. I've heard that a couple of years ago after they won the, their last their most recent Super Bowl, Belichick tried to ship him off to the 49ers, but instead the 49er or um, Robert Kraft was like no way. And so they sent Jimmy Garoppolo instead. And so ever since then, Brady's been plotting this plan to go and do big things so he can get this fat contract like he just did. Mm-hmm. It's pretty smart when you think about it. You know, not only that, but, you know, you think about Robert Kraft. I, I heard somewhere yesterday that he posted an entire front page through the Tampa Bay News uh, front page just thanking Tom Brady for all that he's done. I think he called him the GOAT, which is which – is, Fairly accurate, depending on if you're talking about just football or the greatest athlete of all time. Um, but I, I think Tom Brady is going to do fairly well in Tampa Bay. I'm worried that he doesn't have all the pieces around him to, to really be successful. But I think, like you're saying, he's ready for a fat paycheck. He was tired of taking cuts to help the team be better. And I think he was looking out for numero uno. And so we'll see how that that kind of transpires this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I saw a thing today. I don't know who number 12 is on the page, or I mean on the Tampa Bay is right now, but I did I saw a thing on Instagram this week, last week where it said, um, "Will you give up number 12 for Tom Brady?" and he said, "Absolutely. He's the GOAT." And so, I mean, the team's already rallied around him. Whenever you bring in someone of that name and that high profile, I think there's there's going to be a whole different atmosphere in the locker room. And so, who knows? Maybe Tampa Bay is going to be the next Super Bowl contenders, and the Super Bowl's in Tampa Bay this year, so first time ever. Very true. So what what do you think about uh, the, old, the old Browns? You, they brought in a quarterback. Do you think that, that uh, Baker Mayfield's head is on a chopping block, or do you think that he's going to have a, a shining year here? I don't know. I think they get rid of Odell, and I think they might have a better year. I saw that. I mean, he got a little pudgy like this last year, and so – that's because he wasn't him. getting passes. He wasn't running because he wasn't getting passes. He's a, he is he saw he's on a diet, and so I don't know. I, I hope Baker Mayfield does good. Um, you know, that organization is with this new coaching and new GM, hopefully they'll they'll take a turn for the better. And, you know, there's not a ton of hot heads on that team anymore. If they get rid of Odell, it'll be a, I think it'll be a lot better team. I think so. How about let's talk about spring break, more like spring done broke. Did you see all those psychotic college students hanging out on the beach together? Well, I read this morning that in somewhere in Florida or something, on one of the beaches, they're like they shut it, they ended up shutting it down because so many people got coronavirus on that beach. That's but, disgusting. That's yeah. a that that's a germ fest waiting to happen yeah. out there. I did uh, I did see that um they're saying statistically now in the United States, the like 18 to like 50 year old range are the people that have the most coronavirus right now. It's because the people don't take it serious. Yep. And so now your spring spring break gets to be elongated. 
for a couple more weeks. Yeah. And so you're going to be in the house, at home, nothing better to do. So why not tune, every, tune in every week to the 405 sessions? We have a question and answer uh, text line that you can text anonymously at any time. The number's 405-378-9382. Again, 405-378-9382. You can text it in and you can ask questions. Uh, you can tell us ways that we can uh, be better at what we're doing. This is all new to us. We're having fun with it. Every week will be a little bit dif different, but we'll have kind of a docket for the day. We may have some special guests that we'll bring in or maybe even uh, pipe in uh, through some technologies so that uh, we can ask them some questions about how they're dealing with all this and, and what they're experiencing. But a couple of reminders for the week. Uh, Facebook Live services happening uh, here at FBC Newcastle. Corporate worship service at Sunday at 9.30 a.m. at the FBC Newcastle Facebook page. 405 worship starting this Sunday night, 6 p.m. on the 405 Student Ministry page Facebook. And then also for those of you who would really like um, to see how crazy and chaotic our church is in trying to reach out to students and student ministry and children and children's ministry, you can check out Wednesday nights, 6 p.m. on the FBC Newcastle Facebook page for kids worship. Some crazy stuff coming up. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week, you know, really trying to be creative to, to be in relationship with you guys still. I think Keith Meek posted a good question uh, that I kind of want to lead y'all leave you with today, but it's you know during this time of change, um, not knowing when you'll be able be able to meet together. What what does your faith really look like whenever it's different for you? Whenever you're not going to church all the time, whenever you're not meeting with your friends at school, having races for Christ, or whatever the case may be, what what will your faith continue to be look? What will your faith look like? in this time or in this season, not in this season, not in this storm, but in the season of change. And so um, what is, what are you going to do whenever you aren't being led face to face by Garrett or myself? What, are, what is your faith going to look like? It's good. Good question. And uh, we'll deal with that a little bit. That may be uh, the question that we post on Facebook today. And, and we'll kind of see what you're doing to continue to grow each day. But we love you guys. We look forward to seeing you again and talking to you again. Uh, and we'll see you on Sunday night. Peace. Later. 405 Sessions brought to you by 405 Student Ministry, where you can experience Christ, embrace community, and engage in your calling. We'll see you again Monday at noon.